Dearest Susanna, Of all who sit in judgment of country life without having first tarried a few weeks in some pasture-enveloped village with a tiny church and a coughing curate, I am surely the worst. I am sure I had never given a thought to my uncle's parish without thinking it must be quite dull. All plowing and somber dress, and thus I am guilty of the most infamous slander, as I hope these lines will prove. Daphne set down her pen and lapsed into thought. It was a habit that had unendeared her to governesses, aunts, and all manner of visiting ladies. Dreaming again, Susanna would always say, but alone in the drawing room at Lyons House, Daphne knew she had reason for thought, and it had nothing to do with dreaming. <laughs> Rather, certain realities of country life had been brought quite home to her today and she felt more awake than she ever had in her brief eighteen years. The only question was how to describe her discoveries to her dearest friend. While Susanna was nearer to her than any sister, while they had shared every secret and fancy since the burbling of infancy, Daphne knew Susanna to be of a delicate sort who would be scandalized, perhaps beyond recovery, by the images fixed now in Daphne's mind. When she had arrived at Lyon's house a fortnight ago to attend to her ailing Aunt Mary, it had been with a dutiful, if not celebratory, heart. The lines in the letter her uncle had penned to Daphne's mother had spoken of Aunt Mary's long convalescence after a brief but savage fever, but also of the quiet of the village, the sturdy morality of her uncle's flock, and the other important benefits of exposing young ladies to the healthful still air of country life. And with these words in mind, quiet, stillness, she had alighted from the carriage as though stepping directly into a painting of a world that had been caught and frozen by a well-meaning but ultimately rather dull artist. Until today, she had hardly explored the village at all, except for brief excursions with either her uncle or the maid, little Dorothea, she of the large and frightened eyes content to walk up and down the path next to the limes, stopping in to check on her aunt with a punctuality more dreary than dutiful. Finally, she decided she could not look upon the limes once more, could not listen to her slim soles against the gravel drive, and certainly could not read one more page of her uncle's collection of sermons. One might as well try to read a loaf of brown bread. No, some degree of freedom must be won. And so, assuring her aunt had no need of her, and assuring Dorothea that no escort could possibly be required for so safe an exercise, she had tightened her bootlaces and taken the path out to the meadows. A sense of lightness had gathered within her the moment she lost sight of the house, and she felt almost that she should hold her arms out and dash through the tall grass, a game of being birds like she and Susanna used to play. She was carried along by the zephyr of playfulness, past the cottages and gardens of the farmers, laughing gaily. It was when she stopped at a coppice of spreading beeches to catch her breath that she made the first great discovery of her country life. My lord, go slowly, said a husky voice off to her right. You make me feel I might drown.